What's up, brother? And welcome to the Becoming Kings podcast. I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and men's lifestyle fulfillment coach. I've dedicated my life to helping men who feel like they're just not living up to their full potential to level up and become the king of their kingdoms. So whether you've been feeling stuck or numb or extremely angry with not living up to your greatest potential in any area of your life, then I'll be in your ears every week dropping some truly transformative episodes to help you become a man that you're proud to be. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. What's going on? It's Johnny King. As always, thanks for joining me. You know, the, the big part of this Becoming Kings brand, if you will, uh, not even the brand. That's uh, I'm thinking more of it like as a philosophy or a way of life for me is to enjoy as much fulfillment <laughs> as humanly possible in this three-dimensional world requires so much work to build a firm foundation in which to build off of, right? So I'm sure you've heard of the, the you know, the whole idea of, you know, a house of cards or building on sand versus building on rock, right? Uh, I say that because a big part of, I think, men who are attracted to this podcast, my book, uh, the things that I talk about, is because they they may have built a life or a lifestyle that looks good on the outside, right? Talking about a, a house of cards or building, you know, <laughs> a mansion on sand. If you don't have that firm foundation of knowing who you are as a man, what you stand for, uh, what you are not willing to stand for, right? Um, what your vision is for the future, your tribe, who do you want to surround yourself with. There's so many different things. I talk about my code of kings uh, in my book, which is kind of like a code of conduct that a lot of men don't have, and and neither did I. Excuse me. And so it's one of those things where, you know, speaking from experience myself too, like on paper, uh, at 29, 28, 29, 30 years old, things looked good. Things looked like they were on the right trajectory, you know, for how I was raised. My own kind of ideas of what quote unquote success looks like at that age. And then when my house of cards fell, um, in retrospect, it wasn't surprising. Uh, I knew I was wearing a mask, you know, and a lot of that had to do with like imposter syndrome. I was attempting to fake it till I made it. And so much of that, and to this very day, let me be completely transparent, so much of my challenges then as they are now ultimately come back to my own like lack of self-worth. And as I've learned throughout the years, you know, our two greatest fears in life for all of us, you, me, anyone else you would pass this podcast along to. And whether they're alive in this day and age, maybe they lived 2,000 years ago, they live 20,000 years from now, their two greatest fears will always be the same. And one of those is that we fear that we're not enough. 
that uh, if we're not enough, then the second fear is that we won't be loved, right? We all want to be loved and adored and accepted and cherished, but we fear that we're not worthy of it, right? And so that is an underlying belief that we kind of all struggle with in this human experience, I think, to, to varying levels of not feeling like we are enough, right? So I say that because just recently, <clears throat> you know, I live in Denver, Colorado, and I take my dog out multiple times a day. Uh, and, you know, he's the type of dog that uh, he doesn't just go out and just immediately get to his business. He likes to, like, let it percolate. He likes to let it bake. You know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, he's part husky. He's part German shepherd, uh, part a lot of other things. And so for him to go to the bathroom a lot of times, I kind of have to just exercise it out of him. So we'll go for, you know, 15, 20 minute walk around the neighborhood, many, many blocks. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take different routes and, and, you know, I mix things up from time to time. And so we started taking this one route around the neighborhood and I saw this, this older, much, much older home. It probably, gosh, it probably wasn't. A uh, hundred years old, but it probably was built in the 40s, 30s, 40s. Uh, I'd probably say 40s, 40s or 50s, uh, maybe the 60s or 70s. No, I'm kidding. Probably in like the 50s, 40s or 50s, right? So, an 80, 80 year old home, and you could tell that with a lot of the um, accoutrements. No, the adornments, uh, what's the, like the, the outside had a lot of like ornate um, detail to it that I'm sure back in the day when it was originally built, and it's a big house, right, <clears throat> that uh, that probably was a very nice, nice home for the time. But now, of course, it's been dilapidated. Uh, the yard was horrible. Weeds, The like some of the siding was coming off. Like the house was just in you know, disrepair. So not surprisingly, especially in this area that I live in, where there's a lot of gentrification going on, um, like pretty much, I mean, the vast majority of this area right near um, Mile High Stadium where the, where the Broncos play, the old homes are being torn down, right? And they're in their place uh, are being built these like townhomes, right? So where you, town, where you tear down one home, you can build a townhome that has like four units, right? So just makes sense, obviously, for builders and investors and that sort of thing. And so I came out one day and, uh, and I noticed that this house had a fence all the way around it. Like a, you know, a, not a permanent fence, but just like a, yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, interesting. So someone bought it um, or I should say someone sold it. And I've noticed other homes like that, you know, around the area. And they'll have a fence that's around them for weeks, if not months. And then they'll get torn down. And, this, and, and so there was a fence around this house for a couple of weeks. And uh, it just so happened that I decided to walk the dog that direction towards that house this particular morning. I don't know why, because I hadn't been going that way for a little while. And I'm walking by and I could hear some you know construction equipment going on and I'm kind of looking like oh yeah gosh are they turning this thing down 
And in the far back, I could see that there was like a, you know, a big, what do you call it? John Deere, whatever, right? Not a backhoe, but you get what I'm saying. And it was starting to kind of like knock some things over. <clears throat> and I was like, okay, that's cool. That was during my morning walk, which I take my dog kind of like first thing that I wake up, right? Then I usually take him like mid-morning, mid to late morning. By the time I came out, a couple hours later, the house is pretty much gone. The house is pretty much devastated, right? Use that as, a, as an example, right? Or think about 9-11, World Trade Centers. Like how long did those take to, to be built, right? And how long did they take to be taken down, right? So similar to this home in, in my neighborhood here, like that home had you know stood there for maybe, let's just say 70 years, 80 years. <clears throat> Excuse me. How many, home, how many people was that home to, right? If the walls could talk, like what did those walls hear? What did those walls experience? And within two to three hours, that house was completely gone. I use that as an analogy because, um, you know, for, for something that could take a long time to build, things can also be torn down, you know, in a moment, right? You can take months and months to build something and it can be burned down in minutes, right? And so it's an interesting metaphor uh, for life, obviously, and then probably one that you have thought about in the past, but I wanted to kind of um, elaborate on it because it's just something I think about. There's a lot of, you know, cancel culture and everything else where um, certainly, you know, particularly a lot of men, Harry Weinstein, um, uh, what's his name? Epstein. Um, so many different people who, uh, what's his name? Matt something. He was the uh, anchor on one of the morning shows. Um, so many of these men who have been living a lie. They've been living this facade, right? Attempting to quote unquote fake it till they make it when they were deeply uh, wounded and in many cases just horrible, horrible human beings. And when their house of cards fell, it fell hard and it fell fast, right? And they'll never recover from that, right? And so this is this is why I think it's of the most, the utmost importance that men like you, like me, like any of the guys that are listening to this message, and women for that matter, um, you just continue to do the work <laughs> that I know it takes a lot of time, it takes a lot of effort, a lot of emotional investment into bettering yourself, right? Um, however, so that when, let's say, the gale-forced winds come through, the hurricane of life comes through, and the tide rises, right, or the winds shift, uh that you're not in a place where your life, your reputation is so volatile that it falls. 
you you ultimately you know there's a big part of all of our lives again whether you're a man or woman listening to this we all have to become leaders of our own lives right no one's going to do it for us we each have to take our own shots we can have support we can certainly have our tribe that we can lean on and ask for help 100 percent. but at the end of the day no one probably cares (laughs) as much about your life as you do, right? And so I just feel like, you know, the thought has, has been coming to me for a while as I just watched this house, you know, just, you know, they tore it down and then the next day they like hauled it all away. Like within two or three days, like literally there was no foundation. They, they busted up all the concrete. They dug out the basement. They ripped it all out. It was all gone <laughs> within days. That uh, there 100% is no point in building a lifestyle or a life that you can fall in love with if you don't feel worthy of it. If you don't feel like uh, (laughs) you can trust yourself, right? Self-worth is so important, speaking from experience. Like I said, I don't know, you know. If we ever get to a place where we're completely, uh, like, 100% confident in ourselves, I'm sure life just continues to throw us instances that uh, or situations where we have to, like, oh gosh, like this, do I have what it takes to get me through this? Right. For me personally, that's why it's uh, so important that I have uh, a belief in a higher power. Right. Because I don't know if I could shoulder that. Uh, the weight of that uh, responsibility that like, Oh shit, this is all on me. To me, it's helpful personally to be able to unload that responsibility onto God's shoulders and to put my confidence in him. So having said that, it's not a podcast necessarily about, uh, you know, <laughs> faith. Uh, although you could certainly take it as that, but you, you ultimately have to have faith in yourself, right? Um, and, and having that uh, sense that you're going to be okay, no matter how crazy the the winds blow or how hard the, the rain falls, metaphorically speaking, in your life. If you've got a firm foundation, you will get through it. So I'm not only talking about you in your life as a man. That's where it's got to start, right? But beyond that, that has concentric circles, right? Like throwing a pebble into a pond you have ripples out right and those ripples from you being secure in yourself have an impact on your relationship with your significant other if you have one potentially kids if you have them your uh, extended family your co-workers people that you do business with um, people in your community people at church um, whatever the case might be people at your kids' schools. Like, it just goes on and on and on, right? And that need for leadership, especially in men, for men, and and let's be honest, just for the world, is so fucking needed right now. It's ridiculous, right? Not of toxic men who are insecure and are looking for power and money and influence to attempt to fill that void that they're not enough because we see that a lot right i I mentioned you know epstein and 
Weinstein and gosh, uh, Matt Lauer. There you go. Other people have just taken so many uh, advances, if you will, uh, opportunities and abuses of power that it's given a lot of other good men a horrible name, right? Well, now it's time for the, the great men, you and I, to step up. And it's not easy, right? But to have the strength and the shoulders, the broad shoulders in which to bear some of the, 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 the difficult responsibilities that comes with being a leader in life, you have to be building your sense of integrity and your sense of self-esteem on firm foundation. It cannot be on a facade that, oh, look at me, I'm, I'm really successful in one way or another, however you want to show that off, you know, because a lot of us, <clears throat> and also again, speaking from experience in the past, and I'm really kind of continuing to work my way out of this, but a big part of my way of valuing myself was to, uh, was to show things on the outside, right? And I see that obviously a lot. It's, uh, depends on, you know, the car we drive, the house we live in, the neighborhood we live in, the, the, you know, position we hold at a job, how much money we make, um, how attractive our spouse is, you know, how intelligent and cute our kids are, like the list goes on and on, right? And yet at the end of the day, um, it can be all for naught if we are not secure and confident and humble, let's be honest. There's a lot of uh, humility that comes with uh, greater levels of self-esteem. A lot of times in, in athletics, the men who are extremely, you know, cocky uh, are the men who are the most insecure, right? And so point being, it's really, really easy to become relevant by using <laughs> violence or destruction or toxic uh, behavior, right? Like if I held a gun up to your head right now, how relevant, how significant would I be in your life? I'd probably be the most significant thing ever <laughs> in this very moment, right? And that's why uh, I don't know if violence will ever go away because it takes, like I said, a lifetime to build a legacy on things that are lasting, right? You look at uh, Martin Luther King, right? Uh, Mahatma Gandhi. Um, why am I totally blanking? Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, for that matter, right? I'm totally blanking on uh, someone else's name. Um, Mother Teresa. Uh, the list goes on and on, right? Of people who have la left lasting legacies of love. Some of them have done them in years, some of them have done that in a long lifetime, right? It almost doesn't matter how long, right? But those are the legacies that last, right? And the things that we might be in pursuit of that we think will leave a, a lasting legacy and that will prove our self-worth, like, like I said earlier, the cars and the boats and the titles at work and the, the various things, they don't last. 
you, you know that. Like we can all just jump on social media and see, you know, how many quote unquote pissing contests there are going on about who's more successful and who's got more Lamborghinis or ice or whatever, right? Biggest homes. Like at the end of the day, man, honestly, like this shit doesn't amount to anything because when we move on from this, <laughs> this experience, this human experience, we don't get to take any of that shit with us. And you know that I know that, but we tend to forget, right? We tend to think that those are the things that are most meaningful. And yet, what is most meaningful often is how people feel when they're in your presence. And if you are a man who is devoid of any real sense of self-esteem, any sense of purpose, any real sense of integrity, and you're hoping that uh, you can pull the wool over everyone else's eyes that maybe success or a pocket square or you know anything else along those lines of things on the outside are going to convince others the only people that it really convinces others uh, or of of your of their success are people that are just as insecure or more insecure than that person right people are more secure see right through that shit right it's pretty obvious so I digress. It's it's really more about focusing on this whole path of becoming kings, right? Working day in and day out to ensure that you are a man that is worthy of love, that you are enough, right? And so I hope you take this uh, this message to heart because I think it's one of those things where, yeah, it, it you know, <laughs> it can you know, it can take hours. It can take minutes to be able to tear something down, right? But it takes true integrity and commitment and a lot of virtuous qualities in life to build a legacy that is, yeah, that's founded upon uh, true value and principle that that people of uh, similar integrity and self-esteem will admire, right? And so I want you to continue to, to work on that. I thank you, obviously, for listening because that's just part of uh, your day, which I really appreciate, you know, taking these 20-some-odd minutes um, to invest in yourself because I think the, the reason why you're listening is for one reason or another, you know, what I talk about resonates with you. And so I'm super appreciative because, yeah, at the end of the day, I don't care. I think you probably don't care, like – how many cars people have, houses, boats, jewelry, commas, you know, in their bank account. Like, it doesn't really fucking matter. Are you a man of integrity? Do people believe in you? Are you trustworthy, right? Do you do, you do what you say you're going to do? Do you speak love and light into not only other people, but into yourself and do you really believe it? That's what the world fucking needs right now or men like that. So I'll, I hope you enjoy. I'm looking forward to catching up with you on the next episode. And if, of course, if you have any thoughts or comments as to how I can improve the show or things that you'd love for me to, to dive into deeper on a different episode, feel free to always hit me up on email. You can shoot me an email at podcast at johnnyking.com. Otherwise, we'll catch up with you on the next episode. Take care. Thanks for listening. 
That's it for this one, and I want to thank you for listening. Hey, if you got some good ideas from this episode and you want more, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast. And if you think others may benefit from it also, share it on social media and tag me in your post so I can say hey. It would also mean a lot to me if you felt inclined to write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts since I read every single one of them. And if you've got any questions or topics that you'd like to recommend or really just anything that you think I could improve upon, man, I thrive on constructive feedback. So hit me up with an email at podcast at johnnyking.com. Oh, and feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel, connect with me on LinkedIn, and follow me on Instagram at Johnny King and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Johnny King Men's Coach. Thanks again for joining me. I'll catch you next time.